if God wants to do something for you, he can do it through somebody. So like I want everybody to see what you can do and to help yourself and to help your brothers and sisters, to help your community and God will always bless you for that. Howdy and welcome to Your Why. We've got a great episode today. We have Mario from Happy. He came all the way from Haiti to come visit Chapelwood, and we had the chance to sit down with him and talk about all that's happening in Haiti and our partnership with Happy Haitian Artisans. So we are super excited to, for y'all to hear from him and to hear about the impact that Chapelwood's making globally, but also how God is at work in the nations. And that really comes prevalent in our interview with Mario. So we're super excited. Today's a little bit of a different episode. Uh, we actually recorded this interview with Mario back in November. So we are now recording this in the end of February. And so it's been a while since we've done it, but we've been holding on to it, kind of waiting to release it because it was really just awesome time to sit down and hear from him. And so I'm, again, super excited for y'all to be able to hear from him. I thought we'd take some time here at the beginning of this episode, kind of talk a little bit about more of what I do at Chapelwood with serving ministries. So serving ministries at Chapelwood is a great way to get involved and to figure out how you can be the hands and feet of Christ. We just came up with this new slogan called news loose word. We're, we're using it as a new slogan. It's been a phrase at Chapelwood for a while though, that serving is in our DNA. You ask anyone who is frequent in the volunteering at Chapelwood, whether that's in the church, in the city or around the globe. And They'll tell you this, like just being a part of Chapelwood, being a member of Chapelwood, that's just what it's about is like you go out and you serve, you love on people, you give of your time, of your money and of your resources and skill set to serve and better, uh, better bring the kingdom here on earth. And so we, I came on, as y'all know, in June, um, almost coming up on a year and since I came on, me and Suzanne Harder have been really looking at how do we do this better? How do we do serving ministries better? How do we update what we do to the current times? Because again, Chapelwood is just a part of who we are. We've been doing this since the beginning. And so with that, though, some of the ways that we've been doing serving has been kind of outdated now. And so we've been looking at how do we bring ourselves into the 21st century? How do we reach new people, younger people, to come in and serve and experience this? And so it's kind of let, led to this rebranding effort. Um, and if you follow us on social media, you'll see a lot of this as well. But we're really updating that. So we're super excited about that. And we're super excited to get Chapelwood more involved because we've realized through conversations and through studies that a lot of people at Chapelwood don't know about the serving side of Chapelwood. Like if you're in it, you know about it, you know everything, you're super involved, which is great. But if you're not, you have no idea half the stuff of what we do. I mean, we partner with 142 different nonprofits, ministries, or organizations. And so we're trying to get do a better job of re-educating people here at Chapelwood of all we do. Obviously the podcast is part of that. And so we are really trying to push this because what we believe that God is doing here at Chapelwood is really amazing. We really believe in it. 
we put in time, our effort, and our energy all into it. And we have a lot of lay people who do the same because they believe in what Chapelwood is doing. And so we hope that as you listen here on the podcast that this doesn't just stop here, that you can get involved other ways. You can sign up for a newsletter. You can follow us on social media. But kind of a new and exciting thing we, we're doing is, one, we have a new logo. Go check it out on social media. It's really cool. I like it. Um, but we're, you know, we're looking at, you know, the website. How do we make the website more accessible for lay people? I mean, whenever you partner with 142 different nonprofits, it can be hard to figure out, okay, where do I get started? Like, this is too much to look at. You know, you walk in to get toothpaste at the grocery store, then there is, you know, 80 different kinds of toothpaste out there. And you're like, I have no idea what kind of toothpaste I want. And it's overwhelming. And that's, we're trying to get better at that, of being able to communicate what we're doing, but do it in bite-sized pieces that are easy for people to digest and get on. So with that, we would love to hear from you. If you're listening and you have ideas of ways that we can communicate better, tell stories better of all the impact we're having here at Chapwood, reach out to us. Uh, whether that's on social media, through the podcast, you can send me an email, enering, E-N-E-H-R-I-N-G, at chapelwood.org. And again, we'd love to hear from you and hear about that. But that's enough about Serving Ministries. Again, super excited for you all to hear from Mario. Um, he really brings some insight into what's happening in Haiti right now. So take his words to heart and hear like about what's happening there. So we're going to go ahead and get to that interview. We'll see you back here when, when we return. I, we are here with Mario. Mario, I don't think I know your last name. What is it? Mario Damas. Damas. I would have messed that up anyways. Yeah, D- D-A-M-I-S. Okay, good. Yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself to the audience, um, explain who you are, what you do, and everything like that? Uh, good evening, Evan. Good evening, uh, all the people in Chapelwood. So my name is Mario Damas. I'm from Mizak. Mizak is... Uh, a small town. It is about three hours from Port-au-Prince. So this is where I grew up. And I'm here to uh, to talk to people about Happy. Happy is Haitian Assets for Peace International. It is a non-profit in Haiti. And they also have an office in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So yeah, I'm here to talk to the friends of Happy to build our relationship. Yeah, that's a uh, you know it's really cool. Um, we've been partners at, here at Chapel with with Happy for a while. Yeah. We've had a lot of cool things happening in Haiti, um, even now. But you know, kind of in this first part of the interview, I'm hoping to kind of break down more of what Happy does because uh, I think a lot of people don't really like you know they might recognize the name, but they might not know. Okay, what what are you doing with Happy? What are the things? So can you give us a brief overview of kind of how Happy started? Um, and then what it's doing today. Good. Okay. Uh, Happy started when uh, a, a woman called Valerie Mosman-Sillison, she visited Haiti in 2001, and she wanted to help the poor people in Haiti. She wanted to understand what is help because there are many non-profits in Haiti. So the way they, they help the Haitian people so they don't really help them. They always want the Haitian people to depend on them, to always need help. But she wanted to create something sustainable, something that uh, the Haitian people can use 
and they can go without other people. And then this is how she visited uh, Mizak, Haiti, and she met a group of artisans, a group of women who works. They make angels and baskets, stuff like that. And then she asked them, what do they like the best with their jobs? Instead of saying the paycheck, but they talk about when they have a job, the way that other people respect them. So the way that they can help their families with the job. Because, so, and me, Zach, uh, generally men go to work and the women stay at home and do housework. And this is the way that uh, Valerie just fell in love with this woman and then she she started uh, Happy, Happy Years to Be Haitian Artisans for Peace International. But now Happy grew up. We have a health center where we serve uh, more than 15,000 people in the community. And we also have a trade school where we trade people, where we educate people in the community. And this is the reason why now we say, okay, happy become an asset for the community. Instead of Haitian Artisans for Peace International, it is Haitian Assets for Peace International. Um, yeah, and I grew up in, in Mizak myself. Now I am the responsible of the education area of education. I am the director of education because I have uh, my bachelor degree in a university in Port-au-Prince. And when I come back to the community, I said, okay, so you cannot change a community without education. And this is how we start Apitech. Because, you know, uh, education is the the key of community development. So if you are talking about changing a community, so you need to change the people because uh, the community is made by people. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think that's something that we can miss out, out on sometimes is that we can see problems and we can think, okay, this is how we need to solve X problem, right? Sure. And we forget about, it's really, we're there for the people. Like, right, like, we're not, like, if the community becomes better, that's great, but we want we want the people, like, it's the people, like you were saying, that make the community. And sure. so that if you look at it that way, rather than, you look at it from the bottom up, rather than from the top to the bottom, I think it changes a lot of things. Sure, sure. Yeah. So could you break down maybe some of the stuff uh, more particular of what Happy does, um, whether it's with education or Anything that's like, what's a specific program that y'all have that people might go through and what that might look like? Okay, in the education program, so uh, when we first started, we only offer an ESL class and a basic computer class where we teach like the uh, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, stuff like that. And we graduated 17 students uh, two, two, two months ago. And we recently start a new session, and this time we offer five options. We op we offer ESL, a basic computer, a computer troubleshoot class, a electrical class, and a tiling class. And now we have one hundred and five students, 
And we also have a health center. As I told you earlier, we have a health center where we serve uh, more than 15,000 people in the community. So I remember when I when I was when I grew up in Mizak, when I was young like uh 15 years ago. So when I got sick, I had to ride a mule or a donkey and then to work for more than three hours to go to the hospital. But now we have the health center in the community. So we have a special program where there is a doctor who came twice a month to uh, take care of people, chief pe- pe- the chief of the people in the community. We also have a special program for the disabled people where the nurse go out and take care of the disabled people, give them medicine, stuff like that. And we also have a program called Start Right at the clinic, at the clinic, uh, where we uh, they give specific training to the pregnant women, so they they train them until they they deliver. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So yeah, it sounds like Happy has obviously a lot um, going on in a lot of different areas, whether it's education, health. Um, training people and other skill sets what how does that look like for y'all as an organization to whenever you kind of see new problems arise or maybe new things that y'all are trying to meet in the community what does that process look like for maybe y'all do y'all introduce new programs yeah we uh me zach is as i told you it's very far from bodybrands and we Mizak is really in need, mm-hmm. but the problem is okay. What do you have as resource? Uh, for example, we have the we we have the clinic. It's because they have enough resource to to do it. We have the health center too, and now we are looking for more resource because we have one hundred and five students, and we we can have three hundred because I told you the community is. About fifteen thousand people. Yeah. yeah, we we have all the needs, but we don't have like enough resource to bring them. Because as an organization, you cannot do everything. Yeah. Okay, you won't be able to do everything. You can do what you can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think obviously that's an issue for a lot of people is that, you know, there's not, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a lot of need, but maybe, maybe not the resources. Can you kind of break down or walk us through what some of the resources are that y'all are looking for right now? Is it manpower? Is it money? Is it materials? Like what, what is it that y'all are looking for right now? Yeah, we are looking for more funds. Like, uh, for example, um, I told you we graduated 17 students and now we have 105. It's a big problem for us because we don't have enough space to put 105 students. We don't have enough chair, enough table for that. Yeah, as we continue to go, we will need more. But yeah, if we have like more funds, maybe we can build a new, like big, because the school, we do it in a community center. It's a place they used to to use just for to do the church service and then we use it to uh to teach the class but we don't have like a special building where we where we teach all the classes yeah, yeah. 
yeah, this is the kind of needs. So yeah, if we have enough funds, maybe we can buy more table, we can buy more chair, and we can give more people the opportunity to come to study. Because the other problem is that um, many people, they really want to learn, but they don't have enough like money to pay. Because, you know, API still require a little fee. Yeah. from the students mm-hmm. and many of them cannot even afford to 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 pay it so one students to trade one students it cost $25 per month mm-hmm. because um the teachers they are from Jackwell and sometimes from Podograms so we have to pay them yeah. yeah i think a lot of people especially at Chapel because we have such a history of helping in Haiti and helping with Happy, um, it's been hard on people not being able to go there recently because of everything happening. And like I said, we'll, we're going to talk about that later in the podcast. Yeah. But, you know, I think this is a way that people right now can have that impact is that, you know, y'all are needing resources, you're needing funding for specific things. Um, and I think this is a chance for people to come in and support y'all that way. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, as a listener, if you're listening and you're thinking, wow, a lot of cool things happening in Haiti, um, you know, maybe if you didn't have, even if you don't have that connection previously, you're thinking, wow, I really want to support them. It's just like you said, it's 25, I mean, $25 a month. Uh, 35 a month will support one, one people to, to have, to learn a profession. Yeah. 35 months. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, again, for us here, it's like, you know, $35 a month for us here you know, it's a couple meals and, you know, we, for us to be able to come in and support y'all and say, okay, you know, I bet a lot of us could support a kid for a month with $35. And so I think that's a, it's a cool challenge for us to sit here and say, okay, we might not be able to go to Haiti right now physically, but we can still support them. Um, And, you know, even in prayer and just, you know, financially as well. Yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I think that's one of the the best thing you can do for someone. Be- because if I'm here today, it's because of education. Without education, I wouldn't be able to come here. And and yeah, that's that's the best way you can you can help someone. Like give him because we we have a proverb that we use a lot in Haiti. So teaching how to fish instead of giving a fish. As I told you earlier, so many people sometimes they enjoy themselves, they just give you something and then after a few days it's done. But when you uh, give someone a, a profession, that so these people will be able to use it forever for all his life. I think that's something, again, we in America might take for granted is our education. And, you know, that really is such a key for people around the world that are struggling is that if they can get a good education, um, it's not like people aren't desiring to pull themselves out of poverty or pull themselves out of stressful times, but they just don't have the tools and the equipment to do so. And that comes from education. And so I think, you know, it's cool to hear that y'all are focusing on that and really trying to equip this uh, uh these generations to come through and get an education that will service them 
yeah. in the future. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you look at the news, what is happening in Haiti now. So school shut down for a very long period of time. And like, there are a lot of barricades on the street. They burn school, they burn banks. Yeah, a lot of bad things happen. That is also a lack of education. Because it is the 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 the, the, the problem is that the opposition wants the president to live. But when you put barricades on the on the street, like the people in the countryside cannot go to Port to sell something. Now you don't destroy the president. You destroyed like the very the poorest people. But many people Many young people, they used to do that. They don't think about that. So it's a lack of education. Um, no doubt. And so as we kind of wrap, wrap down this first part of the interview, what, you know, this podcast is called Your Why. Mm-hmm. And we really like to dive into the question, what are people's whys? And so could you, you know, in a, um, in a statement say, what is the why behind happy? Like, what is the heart? What is the passion? What is that why behind what happy is doing? Yeah, we need to change the community. We need to change the community. But to change a community, you need work, you need health, and you need education. So we need to have a, a thriving community in Misak. So we want to change the community. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so we're going to move into this next part of the interview where we're going to be talking a little bit more about the culture um, of Haiti and specifically what is happening there right now with, you know, the civil unrest and all that. Um, I have, I actually worked for an organization called next step, which um, does missions. Uh, This was a couple summers ago and they, we had a team in Haiti whenever all this started and they actually had to get evacuated in the middle of the night out of Haiti because of all that. So, um, but I think a lot of, you know, it's one of those things where there's a lot in the news about it, whatever it first starts off. And then as time goes on, at least here in America, there's less and less news coverage on it. So I think people might not understand what's happening there right now um, and why the civil wrestling continues. So maybe you can unpack that for us as someone who lives there, but what exactly is happening? Uh, The problem started... I will say uh, the problem is more politic. The political part is the first. Because since the new president, since he was a a candidate, so, I mean, the other people, the other candidate, they didn't love him to be the president. So they did the election once, and there was uh, 54 candidates. And then he... He was behind everyone. And then the other candidate protest, they said the the election was not good and they cancel the election. They do it a second time. The second time they do it, he was the one who who was behind again. And this is okay, so no problem because oh, they, oh, they the first election was canceled. So the second one, they see he is always behind. They they accept him to be the president. Since his first week being a president, there there are many people who 
doesn't allow him to become the president. So whenever they they have a government, like as you know, if if we have a government, as a government, we have to work together. As a team, you have to work together. Uh, it seems like in the government, some people, opposition was in the government, instead of helping him to move forward, they make him have mistake so that uh, he doesn't appear like a good president. Because the biggest problem in Haiti is that everybody wants to be president. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the very poor people. They just want to be president and and make a lot of money. And okay, this is where the the, the problem start. And then last February, there was a problem that happened. They wanted to increase. No, it it was last July. In July, they wanted to increase the gasoline, the the price of the gasoline. So the reason why they wanted to increase it, it it's because the there there was a program called the Petro Caribbean money where Venezuela borrow Haiti a lot of money. They give Haiti a lot of oil to sell and to do development, like to build school, to build hospital. But instead of doing that, our leaders, Haitian, they waste the money and they didn't do the work. When it is time to give Venezuela the money back, they increase the price of the gasoline so that they can find money to pay Venezuela. And all the Haitian people was really upset about that. They go on the street, they burn tires, did a lot of things, bad things. And and this is where the problem start. Some of the opposition members, they use that as an asset just to like to impeach the, the president. Okay, and because they, f they see many people, they say, okay, the, our president is in corruption, so we don't need that president, we don't need that president anymore. And this is how they impact all the Haitian people and they make all the Haitian people upset against the government and they this is where they start put barricades on the street they shut down all the school they say okay the president is in cor corruption they don't need that president anymore and yeah that's the the current situation yeah that's um that's hard and i'm sure it's been hard and obviously in the country and everything like that um is there any you know, any end in sight? Do you see, like, do you're like, okay, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Do you see anything like that for the current situations there? Like, do you see it? Do, there, do you think the civil unrest is, like, winding down? Do you think, no, we're still kind of, you know, we still have a lot to go through or what? Yeah, it seems like there is a lot to go through because even the Haitian, the, the different of Haiti, there there is a, a like ONU, O-N-U, it's a big organization. And they try to meet with the Haitian leaders, like the president and the opposition people, to, to have them have a dialogue. Because they want the Haitian people to, to tweet 
their own problem together. The president really want to sit with the opposition to find out a problem, uh, to resolve the problem, but the opposition said, no, we are not going to sit with the president. So yesterday there, so the, there was something from the, some, someone from USA who went to Haiti to meet, uh, I don't remember her name, yeah, but she is like an ambassador. She went to Haiti to meet the president and to meet some members of the opposition. But the opposition, it's a group of four senators. They say, no, the president have to leave. We are not going to negotiate with the current president. And yeah, and that's, that's a hard situation. The president doesn't want to leave. The opposition people don't want to, to have a dialogue with him. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, obviously that's hard whenever the other side even wants to talk to each other, right? And so yeah. I think, you know, we here are obviously having praying for that, and we will continue to be praying for that situation and hoping that things can begin to look a little bit better there and a little bit more safe, and there can be the unrest can begin to rest. Yeah, um, I, I hope so. I hope so, too. Yeah. So now we're going to move into this last part of the interview where we're going to talk a little bit more about, we talked about Happy at the beginning mm -hmm. and the organization, kind of what's happening there, you know, obviously yes. very broad overview. And I'm sure we could spend, we could sit here and we could talk for hours about sure. everything happening at Happy. Sure. Happy. Um, but now I kind of want to focus more on what's happening with you um, in your life. And so can you just give us um, kind of your a shortened version of your life story of how you've gotten to this point where you're at now and what it looked like for God to call and walk with you to that point. Okay. Yeah. Um, I grew up in, in Mizak in the family of eight children, plus my father and my mother. So as I told you, in Mizak, there is no electricity. There is no running water. And when you are living in Mizak, it's hard for you to success, and I, but since I grew up, I really passionate for education, and I really believe that education is the best way you can success in 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 life. And this is how, when I was in, in like in high school, I decided to teach myself English, and I worked hard. When I was in twelfth grade. I start working as a translator where I meet many people from the United States who, who, who come to, to visit Happy. I work for them as a translator. This is how I make a relationship with um, someone in, in Indiana. And then she decided to help me to go to university because you know my 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 parents couldn't afford to send me to university in Port-au-Prince because you know the only place to go to university was in Port-au-Prince university cost a lot of money down there plus if you want to go there you have to maybe rent something a house to stay stuff like that and I couldn't afford it and this is how I get a scholarship to study at one of the best university in in Port-au-Prince and then after that I had a chance to to come to the USA for a short internship and I stay 
in Grand Rapids in a software firm for two months where I learned some how to code and also uh, some leadership skills. And yeah, this is how I, I, I come here. This is the reason why too I keep believe that, okay, if I have a chance to, to, to success, if I have a chance to, to success in my life and have a job and help other people, I want to do the same thing for the other people in Mizak who are in the same situation than me. And yeah, and this is the reason why I am very proud to start Apitech and I really like what I'm doing and I want to I want to to look for more I, I want to bring more in the community. Yeah. That's um that's really cool and I think hearing your story obviously education was something very important and it wasn't it was something you had to work for um it kind of you know it was cool it's cool to hear how God provided you know that path and now obviously you're working with education um so is would you say that's where that passion for education started um is you know you um you know when do you th- how did that start and when did that start you know this passion to want to you know educate people and help them get educations yeah that start uh when i went to college and i have a chance to meet like the rich people in haiti so we went to the same school i said yeah if i have that chance it's because of education it's because i accepted to learn yeah. and yeah and and that's I I said that to my students all the time. In in order for someone to help you, so you need to help yourself. And one of the best thing you can do for yourself is to educate yourself, to accept to go to school, to accept to learn. Because knowledge is one of the things that you 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 cannot lose your knowledge. Okay, wherever you go, you will always be with your knowledge. You can have a nice car, you have an accident, and you you lose your car. But if you learn something, okay, my car, I have an accident, I will be able to work to buy another car. You see? Yeah, that's really neat. Well, here's a quick question. So where's Mizak? Am I saying that right, Mizak? Yes, Mizak. Um, how far is that located from from Bonds, yeah. yeah, it's about three hours. Okay. You have to drive for three hours and to go to the mountain. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so not a uh, not a close distance at all. And so... Yeah, it's not close, but because the way the roads, we don't have good roads. For example, here you can go 80 miles an hour, but in Haiti you have to too much curve and it takes longer to get there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you again, you have this cool story of God providing and allowing you to get this education in Port-au-Prince and study at this great university. Um, what would you, and now, you know, it's kind of paved this path for you now to be the director for education with Happy and working with them. What do you, like, what would you say for the person who is, kind of struggling with what they're called to do in life. Like what is that journey um, and walk with the Lord look like for you to figure out where he's calling you? 
Um, and what would maybe be some advice you'd give to someone else? Yeah, I would say that um, God, God has a plan for everyone, okay? And God wants to use everyone for something specific. And everyone is important for God because when I first graduated, my dream was to become a pastor. But I didn't go to college to study pastor, but God used me for something specific, you know. God used me to help others. What I am doing now is is very important. I serve my community in a different way. And yeah, I will invite everybody to see, okay, to take time to see what you can do to help yourself and what you can do to help your community. You can make God happy because when you do something for someone, you do it through God. If God wants to do something for you, he can do it through somebody. So like I want everybody to see what you can do and to help yourself and to help your brothers and sisters to help your community and God will always bless you for that. Mm. That's uh, really well put. <laughs> yeah. I think God does. Um, I mean, God calls us to be, uh, to have a relationship with one another and he calls us to go to the nations. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean traveling outside your own country. Yeah. It doesn't even mean you have to travel outside your own neighborhood. Like, you know, just looking around at the people around you and looking to see how God has called you to love and serve them. Sure, sure. It's, you know, it's more fulfilling than anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so, yeah. So, and I kind of asked you this question with happy. Um, now I'm going to ask you with, ask you for yourself. What is your why? What is, you know, what drives you at the end of the day? Whenever you wake up in the morning, what gets you excited and what gives you that passion to continue to work at this every day? Yeah, the what's motivate me is serving others, and I really like to serve others. I really like to serve my community, and yeah, if if I could be in a position to serve all the time, I will be happy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, as we wrap down, I'm gonna always give our guests a chance to address the audience. Um, and say whatever they want, whatever is laying on their heart, whether it's a something to do with happy, and maybe people people can, maybe a way people can get involved there or give, or maybe there's just something that you know God's putting on your heart that you just want to share. You have the floor. Um, you can look at the camera and um, you know move the mic. Make sure you're talking to that. But you know, just you know, you have the floor to say whatever you want. Okay, so I want to thank. Hey, all of you, I want to thank Chapelwood for the relationship they have with Haitian artisans for Peace International. And so whenever you help Happy, you help the people in Mizak. You help Haiti. So all the people in Mizak cannot come here to to thank you. But yeah, I am here to to represent these people, these people in Mizak. And I'm happy to represent them. So in the name of the people in Mizak, I want to thank you all. And I want to to tell you that what you are doing is mean a lot for the community of Mizak. And I invite you to continue to help us because 
So Mizak need help, Haiti need help, and God will bless you all. I right, thank you so much, Amario. It was great having you on. A great conversation. Really cool to hear how the Lord's moving. Thank you, Evan, and it was a pleasure for me to be with you today. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mario. Um, I've had the privilege of being able to obviously sit on this interview for a while now and just kind of letting it digest in his words and what he was talking about. You know, it's just such a different culture and different situation than what we're used to in America. Obviously, Chapelwood, because of the civil unrest, isn't doing missions there anytime soon. But hopefully we will again in the future. It doesn't mean you can't give of your money and you can't give of your prayer to reach out to happy. Um, and again, they're doing amazing things and you might not be able to go to Haiti right now, but there's other countries that are in need just as much as Haiti, if not more. And so, you know, go to chapelwood.org slash missions. If you really like, if you feel a calling to go to the nations, just like the Bible tells us, go ahead and go. So had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. And then kind of on my way driving here today, song came on the radio. I don't even know the name of the song. I think it was like Pink Lemonade Sippin' or something like that. Uh, and in that song, you keep on repeating a line that said, you know, I just want to find someone worth dying for. That line really, really resonated with me. And it was really like, man, I was like, that's a deep line. Because I think innately we as humans we have a desire to live for something greater. And I think that's what that line was kind of showing for this artist of, you know, I want to find someone worth dying for. I want to find something greater than myself to live for. Cause I think another way you can say that. And, you know, we wrestle with this, even as Christians, you know, we're told and we're called to bring the, uh, make disciples of all nations. We're called into relationship with God. We're called to love one another. We're called to be sanctified. And that's all true. But those are kind of broad terms when if you think about it. Like, what does it mean to bring make disciples of all nations? What does it mean to be in relationship with God? Like these are very broad things. And I think for each of us, they're very different things. I think God is a very personal God that interacts with us in different ways. And so obviously this podcast is called Your Why. And a big thing of what we do is trying to help people find their why, their passion in life. You know, we believe that God has called us to these broad commandments, but what that looks like for each person on the individual level is different. And as you sit here and you hear people like Mario talk or or any of our other people that we've had on talk about what they're doing and what they've given their lives for, it's the sense of finding what God has designed you to be. And a big part of what God has designed us to be is in community. That's another part of that line that kind of sinks with me of they talk about, you know, I want to find someone worth dying for. I want to find someone that I have a deep enough connection to that I want to see, like, I want to lift them above myself. And as Christians, community is a big part of what we're called into. And I don't think it's anything we can take uh, for granted either. I've had, I've been blessed that in college, I was a part of a really strong community called a cell group in my, uh, organization called Bucks, Beta Oops on Guy. And I got to do four years of life with these men and really pour into them and they pour into me. And now at Chapelwood, I'm a part of Oikon and a part of a house church at Oikon, where again, I get to do community with these people. We get to meet once a week 
We get to dive into the word. We get to just get to know each other truly as God has designed us to be and be people who sharpen each other, but also are there for each other to comfort and love on one another. And so here at Chapelwood, we have many ways to join communities, many different communities with many different objectives and demographics and personalities. So what I would encourage you is if you're seeking that, if you're seeking someone to truly know who you are, one, start with God. God's going to like, that's God knows you better than you know yourself. And if you want to talk about that more, reach out to me. I'd love to talk about that. But if you're looking for a place to be known among people and to be loved and accepted, come to Chapelwood, come in the doors, give us a shout. Uh, we'd love to have you here. So yeah, I would love uh, this week to hear, you know, go ahead and shoot me an email, message us on social media. Let us know what community looks like for you or what you're looking for community. Again, you can sh- tag us on Facebook for Instagram. You can also reach out to me by email, E-N-E-H-R-I-N-G at org. Make sure to share the podcast, people. Let people know what's happening. If anything today resonated with you, if anything made you think, more anything that helped you kind of discover a little bit more about yourself or passion you might have or open your mind to a new thought share us like subscribe review we'd love love to have it we'd love to hear feedback from you as well so go and find your why people thanks for tuning in